Welcome to the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're exploring innovation with guests from across the Steel City. This week, we're entering the lion's lair, speaking with startup companies chosen by Hamilton's Innovation Factory to compete in the region's leading pitch competition. Today, we're chatting with the winners of Lion's Lair, so tune in. This is a point of view you don't want to miss. I'm Ron, the founder and CEO of Emerge Connect. Um, at Emerge Connect, we're creating the first ever digital front door for patients seeking same-day care through our patient-facing mobile platform that lets patients register, triage, and in future even wait at home before going to an ER that's ready to treat them, as well as directing them to the care that best suits their needs. And we recently won the top prize at Innovation Factory's Lions Lair Pitch Competition. Everybody has a horror story with the ER where they're injured or in pain. They, they're asking how long they're going to be waiting. Nobody can tell them an answer. They're told 30 minutes, an hour. They really don't know. And then they're stuck there for eight hours. So at Emerge Connect, we're really aiming to solve this problem by digitizing the process and automating a lot of the factors that can be automated, decreasing the amount of time that nurses need to spend typing into the computer or registration clerks need to be typing into the computer while translating that into an improved patient experience. So we're currently working with Sunnybrook Health Sciences, William Ozer Health System, and St. Joe's Healthcare Hamilton. Uh, we're aiming to launch our pilot project so patients can actually use this in the coming months. Uh, we have approvals from Sunnybrook and William Osler, and we're getting there with St. Joe's. So we're just sort of finalizing the last steps, finalizing the product, doing all the user testing. I have a great team behind me. Uh, I lead on the business front, but I have a very experienced CTO with 20 plus years of experience in the field, who's actually a trained physicist, as well as a full-time software developer, um, a DBA, cloud architect, and a, a great advisory board with physicians who lead not only in their hospitals, but on boards like Ontario Health. And we actually just closed our $350,000 financing round oversubscribed to nearly $500,000. So that's sort of the latest exciting development on our end. I think healthcare is a more challenging industry than most, but it has its unique advantages as well. So some of the major challenges we've experienced in the beginning was really just getting into the rooms with people that make decisions. And we got over that challenge through essentially relentlessly networking our way into having conversations with decision makers. Another problem with healthcare is that there's never one decision maker. For a project like ours with a huge scope that's very new, there's five, six, seven departments that all need to sign off on the project, that all have their own concerns, that all have their own requirements. So one big challenge that I think any healthcare company will have is early funding. We did well there where we got investors very early, but even just to get through approvals costs more than $100,000, even for a small company like ours. So that, that was a big challenge as well. There were obviously some challenges around fundraising. I think everybody, every startup company has challenges fundraising, but all considered, I think we did quite well there. And then I think the biggest challenge was framing the project in a way that it would not be too risky. Healthcare is the most risk averse industry that there is. And it took a lot of fine tuning and honing and modifying the product and the vision and the way that things move forward in a way that it would be possible to put into the healthcare space. And one sort of foreshadowing challenge, I think the biggest one for our company, other than the pilot, is going to be monetizing it. Because 
healthcare isn't like any other industry where businesses can just choose out of their own pocket to pay for something. There's very complicated strategies to get hospitals, healthcare institutions, provinces, and governments to pay for a product. And that's sort of the work we're gearing up to do now that our pilot approvals are, are coming to fruition. I decided to join Lion's Lair or apply to be in Lion's Lair was because I'd known about it for years. I'd actually known several companies that went through it and I knew about Innovation Factory. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity. Even if we hadn't won a penny, it would, it would still have a ton of value through the training, through meeting new people, through getting exposed to the ecosystem. And at the end of the day, to have any publicity at all. So that that was sort of the main the main reason we applied for Lion's Lair. And then the process itself was a bit unusual as pitch competitions go, where it wasn't just one pitch day. It was several months of training and preparation. You got to meet the companies you were competing against a little bit more, which I found very, very gratifying. I'm actually not a very competitive person, maybe unlike most people in the startup world. So I actually enjoyed getting to know everybody who was also competing because I was I would have been just as happy to to watch them succeed as watching ourselves succeed. So that, that was sort of what the process was like. And it consisted of pitch training and media training and a variety of different other things. Winning felt, it felt great. It, it, was, it was somewhat surprising and somewhat not surprising because I, I sort of came into it with, I hope we win and I'll do the best. Um, and I generally thought that our pitch went well on the day. It was you film live, so and you only get one shot. So it, it kind of it could go either way. And I, I sort of felt like it went it went well for us. So it, it felt great. Um, and where it'll go in the future is really to help get us to the pilot and make sure the pilot is as successful as possible. One of the big pieces of our funding round at the moment is that we can actually extend our pilot. We had initially put it in for quite a short amount of time, but now with all this funding, we can show it to patients for longer, get more data, prove better that it works and have that buffer towards monetization because that's the next biggest milestone for us. My dreams and goals for Merge Connect are very big. I want Merge Connect to be the place that everyone in North America, potentially even Europe and Australia go to when they think they need same day care in one centralized place that actually directs them to the care that they need and connects them to that care meaningfully rather than just sort of what I call Google medicine, where people Google where the ER is near me, do I actually need to go? What are my other options? And that doesn't usually lead very meaningful results. So that that's my big vision for Merge Connect. And there's a lot that goes into that. We're in step one out of a thousand to get there, but my vision is really to change the way that same day care is done the same way that the other big giants have changed their respective industries. I think part of the reason the judges chose me was, and this is something I've received positive feedback a lot about, is that I'm great at answering questions not in part to any amazing talent, but because I've been talking to investors and answering questions for so long with this business that I seem to just know, know what the answers are. Um, although I have gotten some interesting feedback, like I say, that's a great question too much. So I'm trying not to say that's a great question as much when I'm answering my questions. But I think that was one of the, the main reasons, as well as I think that 
And I've been told that I imbue sort of a passion for the vision. And that's really what you look for in an early stage startup is someone who's willing to deal with the many ups and downs and challenges and roadblocks that are constantly thrown at founders, unlike in many other career choices. So I would say those, those two main factors, the passion for the business and ability to answer questions. I am generally wary of giving advice, maybe because I don't believe that I'm really in that position yet, but perhaps with this win and our closing around and launching these pilots, I might actually be in a place to pass on some wisdom, which still shocks me. But I would say the biggest advice is really stick to your vision while listening to your customers. So my initial vision remains unchanged but the product itself has changed significantly. So every roadblock you hit isn't the end. It's an opportunity to overcome the roadblock and make the product better for the industry that you're in. As a founder, you almost never know exactly what the market wants. So you you really have to listen. And one, one example I use with our company is um, earlier in the summer, we were going through sort of the, the, the approval stages of whether or not this would actually be possible. And, and a, a point of content, contention became the integration because integration with healthcare systems is very difficult and very old and oftentimes impossible. So we actually came together as a team and came up with a completely new way to, to do these integrations, which actually de-risked for the hospital and made it possible with very little um, hospital IT resources required, which hospitals are always... Um, overwhelmed and putting out fires, they really don't have time to spend on innovative solutions um, that are just being tested. So that that was one of the biggest hurdles I, I look at us overcoming. And the advice I would give is don't give up while listening to your customers. And about don't give up, this is something I think about a lot. I think that you have to stick with your vision for as long as you can, but at some point, it may not work. And I think I look at it with my own company that at some point it may not work. And at that point you take all the lessons you've learned and you apply them to the next idea and you keep going until you do make it work. How you can get in touch with us at Emerge Connect is, well, we, we currently have a landing page. It's in the process of being completely redone to actually be an informative website. So keep an eye out for that. You can follow me on LinkedIn, find out when that actually happens. But there, there, there'll be all the information. At the moment, it's just a landing page. And there you can fill out the contact form and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Feel free to always email me at ron at emergeconnect.ca. And feel free to add me on LinkedIn and um, shoot me a message there. I tend to be pretty responsive. Hi, my name is Amy Ding. I'm the founder and CEO of Rockwoody Homes. We just won the second place in the Lion's Lair pitch competition. At Rakuri Homes, our mission is to create a fair and flexible alternative path to homeownership. We help aspiring homebuyers who cannot qualify for a market today rent to own a home of their choice. In a nutshell, we can help them purchase a home upfront so they can rent it from us on a two to three year term and then buy it back at a predetermined price when they are mortgage ready. So for Rockwood Homes, our current go-to market is Northern Ontario, including North Bay, Sudbury, Susan Marie, and Thunder Bay. We're live in the 
market. And since February this year, we have helped four families purchasing four homes totaling $875,000. Our happy customers, including those self-employed, where traditional lenders require them to have two years operating history, the families with fair credit score lacking the 20% down payment required to access B lenders and newcomer couple who recently immigrated to Canada and lacking the time to build up their Canadian credit history. Our goal is very simple. We want to help those people eventually transition from renting to owning, especially families out there who are paying rents that's much higher than the cost of owning a home. Ownership is something really close to my heart. I still remember when I moved to Canada in 2010, and I moved seven times within the span of 24 months. And that experience itself just reminded me how important it is to have a place to call my own. Unfortunately, that has become increasingly difficult for a lot of Canadians out there, especially the families paying rent that's higher than the cost of owning a home. Um, I just thought there has to be a better way to help them transition from renting to owning, because the moment they do that, they they will realize it's actually much cheaper to own a home. And that's how the idea um, came about. That's how Recruity Homes was born. And the timing was also very very you know, uh, challenging in a sense that I actually started Rockwood Homes in February 2020, right at the start of pandemic. And uh, it has been a, definitely a roller coaster ride with a lot of ups and downs. The challenge we're having is obviously the COVID had an impact on the housing market market and kind of a polarized impact in the condo market in like downtown Toronto versus single family homes throughout the rest of the country. Um, when we when I started Equity Homes initially, I was actually focusing on helping young working professionals in downtown Toronto in getting the ownership through a condo purchase. And obviously it did not work (laughs) because at the time the condo market crashed and we can't find capital, i.e. investors who are willing to help those young professionals, you know, get into condo market, even though it's the best time to get into the market. Um, So we had to learn, we had to pivot. I started expanding into single family homes in the suburban areas like Hamilton and Oshawa. And over time, we expanded into Northern Ontario. And all of a sudden, when we expanded to Northern Ontario, we started getting a lot of customer inquiries, a lot of traction. And after talking to probably over 500 renters over the past 12 months, everything started piecing together that uh, North Ontario is the go-to market for us in the sense that there is a shortage of single family homes for rent. So a lot of our target customers have been looking for a place to rent for six months, nine months, 12 months. We heard it again and again. And secondly, the rental rate as a percentage of home price in those markets is extremely high. What that meant for the renters is that their rent payment is much higher than the cost of owning a home. And put those two together with like, yeah, North Ontario is the idea go to market. It's a great uh, market. They need a product like ours. And that's how we kind of pivoted and, uh, you know, listen to our customers and eventually settle down on North Ontario. Um, as part of the experience, uh, my, my advice on any founders out there is trying to listen to your customers, be lean, be agile and pivot and learn from, you know, learn from all the different hypotheses and making sure at the end of the day, You've got to focus on the problem and focus on what your customers tell you. 
Yeah, so I applied Lion's Lair pitch competition because I want to refine my pitch and uh, become a better presenter. And to me, that has been the most rewarding experience over the past couple months. So one great thing about Lion's Lair pitch competition is it's not a one-day competition. It's not a one-week competition. It's actually several months long. Uh, we started the program this year in June. And over the past several months, we got the opportunity to have a lot of speakers coming, give us different webinar sessions around how to refine your pitch competition. We got a lot of opportunity to practice and to get real-time feedback and incorporating that feedback to refine our pitches to become, you know, become better natural at presenting your company, be a better storyteller. And to me, that experience is uh, the most rewarding and I can't ask for anything else. And uh, I strongly encourage any founders out there who are looking to refine your pitches or not sure what to do, how to pitch your company to any investors out there, definitely apply for Alliance Lair Pitch Competition because you're not going to regret it. I feel very pleasantly surprised, <laughs> thrilled, and also grateful to be able to win the second place in this in this competition. There are a lot of great companies in this cohort. Uh, it's definitely our honor to, to, to be placed the second. Um, uh, yes, we do have a $15,000 cash price, and we can't wait to deploy that capital in growth marketing. Um, our target customers are those who cannot qualify for mortgage. And traditionally, if you cannot qualify for mortgage, the only way is to rent. So now we want to reach out to our customers in North Ontario to raise the awareness of our program. You know what? It's not, it's not the case anymore. Even if you can't qualify a mortgage, there's an alternative path for you to get into homeownership, and that is Requity Homes Rent to Own program. So we definitely want to spend the money in the growth marketing, making sure we can reach more customers, raise the awareness of our program, and hopefully eventually expand into other parts of Ontario and also the rest of the country. At Requity Homes, our mission is plain and simple. We want to create that fair and alternative path to homeownership. And internally, we do have a quantitative metric we want to hit. We definitely want to help at least 10,000 families get into homeownership in the next three to five years. And it's uh, it's a very ambitious goal, but we also very confident that we can execute on it. Um, at the end of the day, we want to help as many people get into homeownership as possible. Being a founder, being an entrepreneur for any early stage startup, it's like roller coaster, right? As I alluded to earlier on. So I think it's very important for founders to realize to just to be aware that we also need to take care of ourselves, um, especially the mental health. And it's it's not easy to start a company. It's definitely not easy to do that during pandemic. So I think just being surrounded by people, by families who can help us, you know, navigate this challenging time and also ourselves to take time to de-stress, you know, find your own way of uh, calm down and uh, just embrace all the challenges while at the same time, not slowing down, but, you know, take care, take your own pace and try to make it work. If you're interested in learning more about Requity Homes, the best way to find us is definitely through our website, requityhomes.com, and that is R-E-Q-U-I-T-Y-H-O-M-E-S. Um, alternatively, you could also find us on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn.
LinkedIn. And my name is Amy Dean. Feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn as well. Thanks to our friends at the Innovation Factory for their help with these Lion's Lair special episodes. Learn more about Lion's Lair at lionslair.ca. And remember to subscribe and rate our podcast to help others find the show or head to povhamilton.com to listen to more episodes. 